Welcome to the Prophecy Club. I've got some prophecies that I really love to share with you today. Um, a lot of them are talking about Israel because in the future, as I'm about to show you, Israel is going to be the center of the world, the center of the focus of the world. And before I get into that, because if I don't put this slide up here, I will forget to ask you. And that is, it's summertime. And every summertime, our donation mailbox just dries up. It's the slowest time of the year, so if God has blessed you and you could help us out now, we would really, really appreciate it. Okay, so, God's attention is going to turn back to Israel. Luke twenty-one twenty-four says, Jerusalem shall be trodden down to the Gentiles until the times of the Gentiles be fulfilled. So, that's saying that there is a time when God's attention is going to turn from the Gentiles, trying to win Gentiles to the Lord, now he will turn and start trying to win the Jews to him. Here's proof. August 1991, Dmitri Dudeman had angels came to him. He said, when a fell asleep, I had a dream. I was in a valley with mountains around it, and someone yelled at me, rain, or run, hide, rain is coming. I thought, well, I'm not afraid of the rain. But I looked around, I couldn't see anyone. I heard peals of thunder and a bolt of lightning passed by me. Out of it came two beings. They said, are you afraid? And I said, yes. They said, well, do you know who we are? He said, no. He said, we're heavenly beings, and their clothes were white as snow. They had eyes that were penetrating. There was a light in them so bright that I could hardly look at them. Their hair was white as wool, as long going down their backs. One of them had a book, and the other hand, and the, and the other had an inkwell attached to his belt, and a large pen in his hand. There was an eraser on one end. The one with the pen said, I was sent to complete the book of Gentiles. Do you want to see your names? I looked and saw all the names of my family were written there, and they were all circled. I asked why they were circled. He said, the devil doesn't like what you do and fights powerfully against all that you do. I've circled your names so I can give you extra protection. He opened the back of the book and counted out four remaining blank pages at the end. When these are filled, he said, the book of the Gentiles will be complete. Then I will return to my people. Now, I do not know, and you do not know, exactly when the book of Gentiles is going to be complete. But I assume when it is, God's attention then turns to the Jews. My guess is, is that it's probably going to be to be when the first seal is opened, and two or three people say it has been opened, or it's going to be, at the middle of the tribulation. It may be some other time. We aren't exactly sure. In my spirit, I don't feel like the book of the Gentiles has been closed yet. I think that there's still great revivals coming to America and to the world to win a lot of people before it's closed. All right, so let's go on. Some of the names that are listed here will be erased. I will erase the names of those who have mocked God and tested the spirit of grace. And I will replace them with other names. I started to ask what the four pages meant, but before I could ask the meaning, he thrust the pen into his inkwell as though slipping a sword into a scabbard. As he did, there was such tremendous thunder and lightning, and I fell down, and I woke up. Now, all of this and a lot more, uh, all of Dmitri Dudeman's testimony, all of his dreams and visions, and also the the primary ones uh, for Leslie can all be found in this book, which you can get at prophecyclub.com. And I highly recommend everyone have at least one copy. Uh, it's 20 bucks for one, but don't do that. You get like five copies for $35, I think it is. 
because when you see this, you're going to want to keep this by your bedside to help you understand, along with your King James Bible, those things that are coming upon the world. Extremely important book. Let's go on. Now, I've selected some verses that I think are important in relation to what we just read here. There is going to come a time when a new Jerusalem will come down, and it will set down just south of Jerusalem. Here are the verses that say that. Revelation 21.10 says that there's a great and high mountain that the new Jerusalem would be set on. Verse 12 says there would be a great and high wall around it. Zechariah 14.10, all the land should be turned as a plain from Geba to Ramon, south of Jerusalem, and it's lifted up. I believe that it's going to be some place like where that red line is right there. So since we know it's about 250 miles square, that's, pro- that's about 250, that's 250 miles square. That's my guess. That's my best guess, and it may not be exactly, but some, it's pretty close to that. Let's go on. Scriptures also say that not one Jew will be left outside of Israel. I think that's very, very important. Here are the scriptures to say that. I've gathered them into their own land and have left none of them there. Deliver thyself, O Zion, that dwellest with the daughter of Babylon. Well, we're in Babylon, and this is saying all of the Jews in America, leave, get out, go back to Israel. And, of course, that's one of the things I want to do. When we hit all in Israel, I want to buy an airline and fly Christians and Jews from around the world back to Israel, but we'll see what the Lord has. Then Israel, several scriptures say that Israel is going to be returned to the land. Here's another one. Deuteronomy 30, verse 1. It shall come to pass when all these things are come upon thee, the blessing and the curse which I have set before thee, that thou shalt call to mind among the nations. In other words, as they're scattered around the nations, the Jews, it's going to come to their mind. And you shall return unto the Lord thy God, and shall obey his voice according to all that I command thee this day, thou and thy children, with all thine heart, with all thy soul. And then the Lord thy God will turn thy captivity. Now, the word captivity there is not talking about like jail or prison. It's talking about their wealth. He will return the wealth to Israel. I will turn the captivity and have compassion on thee, and will return and gather thee from all nations. Now, I'm, I'm thinking about this. I'm thinking about possibly making a program where I go through the 33 scriptures that says in the last days, massive amounts of oil will be discovered in Israel. I say I'm thinking about it because <laughs> this past Sunday, I've got several emails. Hey, where's your sermon from Sunday? I pulled it. So what happened was I already had a PowerPoint all prepared for this past Sunday sermon. But as I, as I prayed just before I got up there, I felt led to talk about oil in Israel. And I didn't have any PowerPoint. I just talked off my head, top of my head for 45 minutes. And I think I said some things I probably should not reveal yet. They need to be kept secret. Things like one of them, I, well, I'll just say this. Some things I should not say. So I had had them pull the sermon, and it's not available yet. Perhaps one day soon I'll be able to post it along with a whole lot of other things. Matter of fact, one of the things I want to do is when we go to Israel, I plan to start posting, perhaps even on a daily basis, letting you know, okay, here's what's happening. We're drilling here. We're getting rigged. We're moving into place. So we'll see. We'll see how that all works out. More scriptures. Israel will be returned to the land. 
For thus saith the Lord God, sing with gladness for Jacob, and shout among the chief of nations. Publish ye, praise ye, and say, O Lord, save thy people the remnant of Israel. I will bring them from the north country, and gather them from the coasts of the earth. And with them the blind, the lame, the woman, the child, whither travaileth the child together, a great company shall return thither. They shall come weeping with supplications, will I lead them. I will cause them to walk by the rivers of, of waters a straight way, wherein they shall not stumble, for I am the father to Israel. All, every one of the Jews, is going to be returning home. Ezekiel 38, 8, After many days shalt they be visited in the last latter years. Thou shalt come to my mind, that, into thy mind that thou hast brought back from the sword and hast gathered out of many people. This is talking about when the Russians are going to come down to attack Israel. It's saying that the people that are living in Israel during those times have been gathered out of the nations. To take a spoil, to take a prey, to turn thine hand upon the desolate places now inhabited. That would be the desert places. And upon the people that are gathered out of the nations. Second time, says many times, they'll be gathered out of the nations. And upon the people that are gathered out, are gathered out of the nations, Zephaniah 3.20, And at that time will I bring you again, even at the time I gather you. For I will make you a name and a praise among all the people of the earth when I turn back your captivity before your eyes. See, when it's talking about captivity again, it's talking about wealth. When... God releases the massive amounts of oil to Israel, I believe, Hayseed Stevens believed, that it's going to begin to dry the wells of the surrounding nations. And Israel will become the wealthiest, strongest nation on earth, so says Bible prophecy. So what he says, I'm going to bring you again, I'm going to gather you, and I'm going to turn back your captivity. He's saying, I'm going to bring to you more wealth than you've ever had in your life. So America is on the way down, but soon Israel is going to be on the way up. And when Leslie was given that dream, uh, October the 28th of 2001, where she was shown where the river of oil flows underneath Israel. I know where to drill. I know where the oil is. And I know how deep it is. And of course, that's the biggest problem <laughs> in finding oil any place is drilling in the right place and drilling the right depth, okay? You got that, you got the most of it. Of course, if, you're not, you know, if God has not allowed you to hit it, you will not hit it. Anyway, so wealth, unbelievable wealth is going to be given to Israel. Let's keep going. Also, Israel is going to be victorious, not only in World War III, the next war, but all of the wars. She will never, ever, ever be defeated in war again. She will never be uprooted from her land again. So, if Israel ever asks me, should they go to war? And I'll say, yeah, go for it. You got a carte blanche. You got a guarantee. You're going to be victorious. Isaiah 45, 2, I will go before thee. I will make the crooked place a straight, and I will break in pieces the gates of brass and cut in sunder the bars of iron. What's he talking about? Well, remember the in, in, in Daniel chapter 2 and chapter 7, we're talking about the bands of iron and brass. Iron is uh, the Babylonian kingdom, and brass is the Grecian kingdom. So whatever comes against Israel will not be victorious. God is going to see to it. Jeremiah 5, 51, 5. For Israel hath not been forsaken, nor Judah of his God. Of the Lord of hosts, though her land was filled with sin against the Holy One of Israel. Now, you know, we American Christians, we think, well, you know, there's got to be a big revival in Israel for them to get blessed. No. Nope. Does not. 
I'll show you the scripture in just a second proves that. The portion of Jacob is not like them, for it is the former of all things. Israel is the rod of its inheritance, skipping, just the yellow part. Thresh, O daughter of Zion, for I will make thine horn iron, and I will make thy hoofs brass, and thou shalt beat in pieces many people. Again, he's saying whatever comes against Israel is not going to be victorious. Remember the scripture, excuse me, the the newspaper headline by John Paul Jackson that said, what other secret weapons does Israel have? Well, the biggest secret weapon they have is Jesus is going to see to it. They never lose again. Let's go on. In that day will I make the governors of Judah like a hearth of fire among the wood, like a torch of fire in a sheaf, and they shall devour all the people round about on the right hand and on the left, and Jerusalem shall be inhabited again in her own place, even in Jerusalem. Skipping. The envy also of Ephraim shall depart, and the adversaries of Judah shall be cut off. Skipping. I will bring Israel again to its habitation. They're coming back home, every one of them. And if God lets me do what he's put on my heart, I'm going to be part of flying them from around the world back to Israel. Now, the uh, script, there, there's another scripture that I wanted to cover. I, I, I'll, I'll get to it. I know I put it in the presentation. Let's go on. The earth turns upside down. Here's scriptures. I'm going to just read the yellow part because we're running short on time. At the noise of the taking of Babylon, in other words, when the Russians attack with nuclear weapons, the earth is moved. I do not know that that's what causes all of this, but if you go to the next verse, it says, the earth turns upside down. Next verse says the earth is moved exceedingly. Next verse, the earth shall reel to and fro like a drunkard and shall be removed like a cottage. A cottage is like a hammock moving in the wind. So the earth is going to sway back and forth like that. The earth shall remove out of her place. Skipping on. America turns against Israel. I will, remind, I will render unto Babylon, that would be America, and unto all the inhabitants of Chaldea all their evil that they have done in Zion. So we turn against Israel. That's what Leslie was told too. Babylon hath caused the slain of Israel to fall. So at Babylon shall fall the slain of all the earth. So, yeah, we turn against Israel. I'm telling you that there's a time. Remember in Revelation 18, it says, I heard a voice of a head. Of a head if I try it again. And I heard a voice out of heaven saying, Come ahead of her, my people, that you be not partakers of her sins, and that you receive not of her plagues. Jeremiah 51, verse 50 says, Let Jerusalem come into your mind. There is a time coming. Not yet. There is a time coming when there will be a mass exodus of Christians from the entire globe moving to Israel. And if God has spoken in my heart correctly, uh, I believe he'll let me be a part of it. And perhaps you can be a part of it too. Is the tribulation seven years? Believe it or not, that is a big question in a lot of people's minds. Some people think that it's only three and a half years. But I'll show you a couple of verses. I believe confirmed that it is seven years. Daniel 4.16, let his heart, talking about Nebuchadnezzar, be changed from man to let a beast's heart be given unto him and let seven times pass over him. I believe that that's saying that Nebuchadnezzar will be the Antichrist, the beast that ascendeth out of the bottomless pit and goeth into perdition. Psalm 12, 6. The words of the Lord are pure words, as silver is tried in a furnace of earth, purified seven times. That's what the tribulation is. It's purifying the earth right up for seven years, right up until the time Jesus turns to the morning star, and he totally finishes the purification. Ten thousand saints 
will return with Jesus. Here's a couple of scriptures. Ten thousands of thousands, ten thousands of saints from his right hand. Believe it or not, that's back in Deuteronomy 33. Way back in Deuteronomy 33, God is telling Moses that one day Jesus is going to return with 10,000 saints, confirmed with Daniel. 10,000 times 10,000 stood before. That's talking about the ancient days. That's at the marriage supper of the Lamb when Jesus comes forth and he is given a dominion, glory and a kingdom. His dominion is an everlasting dominion. His kingdom is an everlasting kingdom that all people, nations, and languages shall serve and obey him. Daniel chapter 7. Revelation 19.4, And the armies which were in heaven followed him on white horses, clothed them finely and in white and clean. Israel will never leave their land again. I will plant them on their land, and they shall no more be pulled out of the land which I have given them. Confirmation what we talked about earlier. Feed, gather, and lead. Isaiah 40. He shall feed his flock like a shepherd. He shall gather the lambs with his arm and carry them in his bosom and shall gently lead those that are with young. Meaning, he's gathering all the Jews and I believe also the Christians. They're really the true Christians that will hear his voice. I believe there'll be a time when God will speak to Christians and they will leave all the nation around the world like rats leaving a sinking ship moving back to Israel. Or maybe for the first time moving to Israel. And I will be found of you, saith the Lord, and I will turn away your captivity. In this case, this is talking about the like, like prison or jail. I will turn away your captivity and will gather you, gather you from all nations and from all places whither I have driven you, saith the Lord. And I will bring you again into the place whence I caused you to be carried away captive. So he's returning all of the Jews. That the Lord thy God will turn thy, will turn thy captivity and have compassion on thee. And will return and gather thee from all nations, skipping to the yellow part. Thence will the Lord thy God gather thee, and from thence will he fetch thee, skipping to the yellow part. He will do thee good and multiply thee above thy fathers. I'm telling you, there, I got 33 scriptures says in the last days, massive amounts of oil will be discovered in Israel. And I can't wait. Well, I guess I will wait. I, I look forward to the day when I can tell you all of the things that God has shown me. I've got a whole PowerPoint presentation ready to go. Things that would just drop your job. But let's wait. When I actually go to Israel, when we can actually say we've found the massive amounts of oil, then I will probably bring it forward and let you know, here's how I knew to drill here. Here's how I knew how deep to drill. This is how I knew to do that, how I knew to do this. Again, I, I haven't spoken it. Uh, I don't even think I've told my wife. I mean, too many details. Okay? There's, there's, it's coming. It's coming. Let's get going. Uh, by the way, I have to give a disclaimer. Cannot guarantee we're ever going to get the money to drill for or hit oil in Israel. So there you go. One third of Israel will survive the tribulation. I will bring a third part of them through the fire and will refine them as silver is refined and will try them as gold is tried. And they shall call on my name and I will hear them. I will say it is my people. And they shall say, the Lord is my God. The sun and moon will stop its orbit. The sun and the moon shall stand still in their habitation at the light of thine arrows. What is that? That's the morning star. When Jesus goes, that morning star goes to the center of the, the, center of the earth, sets the foundations, the mountains on fire. The channels of the sea are seen. Every mountain falls, every valley raises. The crooked places are made straight. The rough places are made smooth. The earth turned into a nice, round, smooth ball, and there's no more sea. 
And the light of thine arrows that went, and the shining of thy glittering spear. That's with the sword, breath of his nostrils, he destroys in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last with the seventh trump, he destroys all evil on earth. Israel will be divided. Zechariah 14.1, Behold, the day of the Lord cometh, thy spoil shall be divided in the midst of thee. So yeah, they're going to divide up Israel. It's not going to be a good day for them, though. Joel 3.2, last three words says, And parted my land. Skipping on, running out of time here. Watchmen, dumb dogs. Man, there's a lot of scriptures, a lot of warning scriptures telling people, if I didn't tell you, don't say it. Uh, I see too many people, especially with the Internet, getting out here saying, God told me this, and they're having a prophecy almost every day or a dream almost, almost every day. Even Leslie says, if you stay in the Spirit too long, you start hearing from the wrong spirit. I mean, like Dimitri Dudeman, he would have a dream or a vision or an angel visit probably on the, on the ballpark of like about one a month. These people these days having one every day, Watchmen, dumb dogs, Isaiah 56.10. His watchmen are blind. They're all ignorant. They're all dumb dogs. They cannot bark, sleeping, lying down, loving to slumber. Because a lot of times the, the watchmen that are the true watchmen aren't speaking for Matter of fact, if you're a true watchman, you know it. <laughs> I mean, nobody could make it this long in the broadcast without being a watchman. And so if you are a watchman, if you believe this of the Lord, then you're commanded to pass it on. That's your call. Yea, they are greedy dogs which can never have enough, and they are shepherds that cannot understand. They all look to their own way, everyone for his gain. In other words, some of them are saying things, because they know that it'll make them money. Some of them are not saying things because they know it will hurt their ministry. I've got an example. So up until about the year 2000, I believed in a pre-trib rapture. And then (laughs) Gene Bacon, great, great prophet of the Lord, invited me to one of his meetings, and I respected him. I went to the meeting. And he showed me scripture after scripture, as he did everybody in the room, probably 25 people in the room, showed scripture after scripture after scripture. Well, you know, since I believe the Bible, as soon as he showed me a scripture or two, and I I could see it, I was there. I mean, I I quickly abandoned that misunderstanding of a pre-trib rapture. And then I started doing my own research. See, because if you really love the truth, then... I. Anyone that is teaching a pre-trib rapture, run. Run. Do not listen to one thing they're telling you because, you know, I don't know a nice way to say this. I'm not trying to offend my pre And by the way, if you're pre-trib, you can watch this broadcast all the time. Matter of fact, if you're pre-trib, you can come up and introduce yourself to me and you can tell me, well, I'm pre-trib. You won't bother me a bit. See, it's, it's like... It's like the boss that says, I don't get ulcers, I give them. The post-tribbers don't get bothered by the pre-tribbers. It's the pre-tribbers that get bothered by the (laughs) post-tribbers. Because we know we have the truth, okay? It doesn't bother us at all. Anyway, let me go on. Come, ye say day, I I will fetch wine, and we will fill ourselves with strong drink. And tomorrow shall be as this day as much more abundant. I recall before... 
the year 2000, before I had seen the truth that the pre-trib rapture is wrong, why wow, our ministry is going really good. And then when I came out and I said, hold it, hold it. <laughs> I saw something in the scriptures. These are the scriptures. There's not a pre-trib rapture. And our ministry, we went, I lost all kinds of friends. I'm telling you, right? Matter of fact, my opinion, I believe there's a lot of people, a lot of ministries, a lot of ministers, they know if they tell people that there's not going to be a pre-trib rapture, that they're going to have to go through trouble, their ministry will crumble. So that tells me they are doing this for gain. See, I'd rather be right than have money. There's a lot of people would rather have money than be right. Okay, enough of that. For I will cleanse this as Israel is going to be forgiven. And yes, I think that a lot, of, uh, a lot of Jews will turn to Jesus. But I do not think that there's going to be a great revival in Israel. I do not think that there's going to be uh, you know, sports stadiums filled with, with Jews in Israel. I do not think that's coming. I think that God's. I'm going to show you. Here it is. God supernaturally forgives all of them. He just does. He is sovereign. He can do what he wants to do. That's what this verse is about to say. I will cleanse their blood that I have not cleansed, for the Lord dwelleth in Zion. Jeremiah fifty twenty. This is very important. In those days, and in that time, saith the Lord, the iniquity of Israel shall be sought for, and there shall be none. And the sins of Judah, and they shall not be found, for I will pardon them whom I reserve. God just forgives Israel. Why? It's not that they accept Jesus, not all of them anyway. It's that they have served their sentence. Their sentence, some, I don't know, what, 2,500 years, at least 2,000 years of trouble, been scattered around the globe, been beaten and killed, and, you know, I mean, they, they've been really persecuted. So there's a time when God says, okay, you served your sentence, and he just forgives them. Now, how that all measures with the, the other scriptures, that's not my call. I'm only telling you, this is what the Bible says. Let's go on. Israel will blossom again. One of the things I want to do is when we go over there and once we hit oil, and uh, I, I want to go to Israel and say, I, I'd like to, to, to have your permission to start bringing Christians and Jews back from around the world. And I'd like for you to give me an area to where I can start bringing the people into. And, of course, somebody the other day said, yeah, but... <laughs> nobody's going to want to move to Israel. There's another bunch of dirt and rocks and desert. I said, but the Bible says it's going to blossom like a rose. Now, I, I can dig you up a lot of verses saying that's going to happen. I only got a couple of them here. Isaiah 44, 26. That cometh the, con, confirmeth the word of his servant and performeth the counsel of his messengers that saith to Jerusalem, Thou shalt be inhabited, and to the cities of Judah ye shall be built. And I will raise up the decayed places thereof. No, we're talk, not talking about the millennium. We're talking about this is before the millennium. Isaiah 49, 7, Thus saith the Lord, the Redeemer of Israel, and His Holy One, to him who despises, to him whom the nation abhorreth, to a servant of rulers, kings, see and rise, uh, princes who also worship, because the Lord has that is faithful, and the Holy One of Israel, and he shall choose you. Skipping on just reading the yellow part. It shall spring forth. 
It'll be like rivers in the desert. I'll give rivers in the, and I believe those rivers, yes, they're water, but there's also rivers of oil too. In the wilderness, rivers in the desert, I, to give, to drink, to my people, my chosen. Yeah, Israel, the land, you know, the reason Lot went south rather than going north is because he said Sodom and Gomorrah down in that area that now is desert. I mean, there ain't nothing. There ain't weeds growing down there. But he went down there because that was well watered. So God is able to make the desert turn into blossoms. I'm going to show you something you've never seen or tasted before. I'm doing this impromptu. I just went out to my own bread machine and I pulled this out. This is a loaf I made Saturday. This is my famous raisin cinnamon vanilla. This new loaf, it, the, the whole loaf would weigh about three pounds. Of course, I've already eaten about half of it. But I want to show you why you have never tasted this. Each one of these slices, you can see how thick it is. One of these slices is a meal. You eat one of these in the morning, one in the afternoon, and not only are you satisfied, you're, you're really satisfied. You're really happy. Cinnamon, raisin, vanilla, and yes, at josephkitchen.com, you can get the recipe. This is an upgraded recipe that I plan to be putting out here as soon as I get a chance. But if you look close, those are raisins, cinnamon, and vanilla all whipped together. You put that into a toaster, put a little bit of butter on that, and, well, it doesn't last long at church. As a matter of fact, they pass by all of the nice donuts and all of the other sweet garbage to get something that's really good for them. Now, what I would suggest you do is start making your own bread, whether you've already got Joseph's Kitchen or whether you haven't, get it. Now, here's what you do. You go to josephskitchen.com. Two things. One, you order a machine package. That's the mechanicals to make it. In other words, the grinder that takes the wheat berries, turns it into flour, which you put into the bread machine with six other ingredients, push a button, two hours and 20 minutes later, you have a nice hot loaf of whole wheat bread. It won't look like this because <laughs> this one has raisin cinnamon and, uh, and honey in it. Anyway, extra honey. And the next thing you want to do is decide how much food you want to have. You want to have six people one year, four people one year, two people one year, are just enough for one person. All of that is at the price of around $1,000 per person. Get you some homemade whole wheat bread. Why have you never tasted this? Because the grocery stores cannot and will never be able to offer this because in about 7 to 10 days after you break the wheat berry, it starts going bad. Now, I know that I'm going to have to eat this in the next 7 to 10 days, but I also know it's probably not going to last more than 3 or 4 days. Uh, as a matter of fact, it's one of the best things I've ever eaten in my life, and I can't guarantee this. Uh, I can't say it legally, but uh, let's put it this way. I've, I've been taken off of my uh, – well, I've been taken off of my high blood pressure pills, and the doctor said that I have low cholesterol now, cut my cholesterol pill in half. And the only thing I can say is over the last year I started eating – whole wheat bread. So there it is, whole wheat bread, josephskitchen.com. Terry Saka, cornerstoneassetmetals.com. The world seems to be falling apart financially. Why should they call cornerstoneassetmetals.com today? 
Well, the FDIC insurance fund is now empty. Not only is it empty, it's at zero. So now all bank bailouts are gonna have to come from taxpayers. This could result in trillions of new currency notes being printed. The more they print, the more inflation we're gonna have, potentially hyperinflation, and we need to protect ourselves away from that dollar. CornerstoneAssetMetals.com. Go online or give them a call at 888-747-3309. CornerstoneAssetMetals.com. You don't have to get anything today. Just give them a call and say, hey, here's my situation. What do you suggest? Now, this is the offer that I suggest you get. Each one of these five DVDs, two and a half hours each about, used to be offered for $30. Right now, you can get all, uh, all five of them at prophecyclub.com, the DVDs, for a gift of, five, of $100. But the better deal would be for you to go to prophecy or to watch Prophecy Club right here. Watch prophecyclub.com. If you'll enter the promo code TPC2023, you'll get the first month free. Means you can watch all five of these for free. What a deal, huh? And a better deal. Go to the TPC 2023 with a Y at the end. You get a $20 off on the normal $200 annual plan. That's the best deal. This is like six or $7,000 worth of DVDs. Took us 25 years to make them all at watchprophecyclub.com. Did you get that? Watch instantly at watchprophecyclub.com. I am having another level two. Level 2 School of the Watchman's Conference, and I'm calling this a teacher's course. It's going to be September 15 and 16. You can go to prophecyclub.com, and it'll tell you all of the details about it. And it gives you all of the requirements. I'll let you read that online. However, the big question is, you're going to be saying, well, what's the difference between Level 1 and Level 2? Well, lots. Level 1 was primarily reading through most of the book of Revelation and teaching it. That's not be level two. Yes, we will do some reading. But this one is designed to make you a teacher of Bible prophecy, which, by the way, our office wants to know if you went through level one and if you have taught or have been invited to teach from the book of Revelation and you went through level one, send me an email. I'd like to know that. I know there's been at least one. I think there's two, maybe more. Anyway, I'd like to know. So level two is to teach you to the point to where you can be qualified to actually teach the book of Revelation. Now I'm going to tell you right up front, we're going to have a level three, God willing. And in that one, I'm going to require people to memorize the book of Revelation to come to level three. And so there's going to be one year's difference between level two and level three. It took me a year to memorize it. So I figure it'll take you a year to memorize it. Some of you may even faster. So go to prophecyclub.com, and it'll give you all the details, tells you all about some of the difficult questions and things like that we're going to cover in Level 2. Level 2 is going to get you real close to being a, a qualified teacher of Revelation. But by the time you get through Level 3, having memorized the book, pastor's going to listen to it. And that's where we're going with this. 